Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. We want to continue our conversation tonight um, from Genesis chapter 12 is where we began our journey. And I don't have time to preach it all, but I'm going to try to recap it. Amen. We were talking about God's call to Abram at that time. Amen. Abram's family was an idolatrous nation, nation, an idolatrous people. In other words, that's just a big word for they worshiped, they, they were into idol, false god worship. And God was looking to establish a people that he could call his own. Amen. And we've already touched in the past that, that Israel is the apple of God's eye. And the reason or that journey began when God spoke to Abram in Genesis, the 12th chapter. And let's go there real quickly. The thrust of Sunday's sermon was let go and let God. And we were talking about carrying people with you into the blessed zone where God doesn't want you carrying people. How many of y'all know you can't take everybody with you that you like and love? I'm not talking about people you hate, because you sure ain't going to take those. How many of y'all going to take somebody you hate on that journey of blessing with you? So we don't have that to worry about. But out of the bigness of our heart, out of the goodness of our heart, sometimes we connect with people trying to take them with us when God really doesn't want us to take them with us because God wants to do something special with us and God doesn't need a lot of interference interfering with what he wants to give you and what he expects from you. Amen? And so we're just going to try to recap it very quickly here. Are you ready? Genesis chapter 12, okay? It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from the country, from your kinfolks, the kindred, and from your who? Unto a land that I will. That's the beginning of God establishing the faith relationship with his people. Amen? And he says, this is what I'm going to do if you follow me by faith. He said, I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I thought about that some more today, and, and, and Scripture lets us know, according to your faith, so be it unto you. Amen. But I just believe in my heart that God was assigning to the life of Abram a global ministry and a global outreach. If there's ever a time where we, where the possibility for you to have a global impact in this world, that time is right now. If there's ever a time for you to have influence and your name to be known and your gift to be enjoyed, that time is now. Think about it. Think about it. All you got to do is take that device out of your pocket and go on the Internet and you are in the world. Twitter. Um, all these other social media things, these are platforms 
where we can impact the world with our gift and with our love for God. All right? And so that's what God is really saying. He's saying, he was saying to Abram, I'm getting ready to do something through you where you will impact millions. Billions. He says, through you, the Bible said it, I didn't. He says, through you, all families of the earth will be blessed. In other words, it was God saying, it is my responsibility to make sure your influence is maximized. All right? And that's what I want to share with you today. It's, 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 it's time out for limiting yourself by the people and the experiences around you. It's time out for allowing people who can't think beyond the next 10 minutes, okay, the next 10 seconds to dictate. Why would you let somebody who has nothing going for them dictate where you go and what you do in life? And so that's what God was really saying. He was saying to Abram, he said, look, all your people worship an idol God. They're into this idolatrous worship. And they're not tapped into the true and the only living God that's me. And so he was saying to Abram, he says, I'm getting ready to specifically choose you to be in relationship with me. That's what being blessed really means. Blessed means that God gets in your life. And God does with your life what he wants to do with it. And that's the message that I want to share with you all today. Blessed ain't about a car. It may include one, but that's not what blessed means. Blessed ain't about a house. Blessed is not about being debt-free. That, that can be included in it. But to be blessed by God is when God says, I'm stepping in and I'm going to lead, I'm going to guide, I'm going to direct, I'm going to show you, I'm going to open doors for you that no man can shut. Then I'm going to shut a few that need to be shut that no man can open again. God says, I'm going to do what my goodwill and pleasure is through you. Can anybody stand for God to show up in your life and just take control of it? How many of y'all know the safest, the safest control is a God control? Not your neighbor control, not your boss's control, not the witch's control, not your uncle and auntie's control, but a God control. That's what he was saying to Abram, and Abram got excited. Whenever God God, God gave him a revelation. He said, I ain't going to show you where we're going to go, but we're going somewhere where your life will never be the same. And Abram got excited because God, think about this, had never spoken to a human being at the level he had spoken to Abram. Never. He never told anybody this. This was his first time. How many of you all are hearing God talk to you in a specific way for the first time in your life. Been saved 5, 10, 15, 20 years, but you hear the voice of God that this season is your life is the best season for hearing God. Not the best season for having a blessing, but the best season of your life for hearing what God, who, who, let me just say, who been, who been hearing the God in a way you've never heard? heard him before. Let me let me just stand up if you've been hearing God in a way you've never heard him before and what you're hearing sounds good. Might be tough to have it happen but it sounds I've been hearing him. Tell your neighbor I've been hearing God and I'm going to follow him now. And so that's what Abraham did. Abram, I'm sorry. Abram, he got excited though out of the goodness of his heart. He bought somebody alone. He shouldn't have bought alone. Verse 4. So Abram 
departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Did he really? And he says, and Lot with him. He ain't said nothing. God ain't said nothing about taking his nephew. He said, leave your country, leave your kinfolks, and who else? And your father's house is right there in verse, verse, number, verse number one. He said, he says, he says, leave who? Let's go back to verse one so y'all get it. I, I need y'all to get this tonight. We're looking at the word strategically tonight, amen? We're taking a critical examination of the word of God. If God's promises are going to be real in your life, you've got to take a critical examination of what the word of God says. And when you critically look at, critically means you're paying specific attention to what the word of God says. And when you take God's word literally for what it says, then God's word will perform in your life what it says it will perform. Does anybody believe if God wrote it, it shall come to pass? It's just up to you to get a revelation on it. Amen. Turn to somebody and said, life is not the same. I'm getting a revelation from my life. Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. Or Lot imposed himself. And Lot wouldn't have never went if Abram wouldn't have never told him where he was going. Lot was just, Abram was just supposed to take off and just go. Some of your problem in life is when God has given you a revelation and not others a revelation, you run your mouth. We run our mouth too much about what God getting ready to do. Well, the Lord told me, and you telling it to somebody, y'all don't hear me, that ain't got no business listening. What God downloaded in your spirit is for you, and it ain't nobody else. You have created the Joseph syndrome. And when unanointed people who don't hear from God hear that God is talking to you, it causes jealousy, it causes envy, it causes all kind of problems and all kind of baggage. And so Abram apparently had, you've got to look at what the scripture says. It says, and Lot went with him, meaning that he got insider information. And he could only get it from Abram, from Abram because God, Abram is the only one that God spoke to. Who have you? been sharing your God conversation with? Do you need to stop sharing your God conversation with someone? If God gave it to you, now you share it with your wife, share it with your husband, you ain't got no business sharing it with nobody else. Everybody can't handle, think about it, y'all. God had never spoken to anyone in the manner that he had spoken to Abram. And Abram couldn't keep it to himself, but God knew that Abram could handle the future with him. And so God didn't punish him, God was just patient with him. God is just patient with us all because he knows we got this good heart to want to help those that we love. Anybody ever help somebody that you love and they turn around and stab you in your back and say, how can you stab me in the back? I just love you. And so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Watch verse five. And Abram took Sarai, his wife. I believe that's all he was supposed to take. Because God said, I'm going to show you. And when we get there, everything you need is going to be there to supply all of your needs. Because he's going to supply all of his needs according to his riches and glory. But Abraham, so and it says that Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance or their possessions that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan, they came. God was trying, God was moving Abram into what's known today as sanctification. Setting him aside so he could speak pure God revelation into his heart. 
and then give him pure God directive on how to have the promises that God was going to release come alive in his life. All right? It was for Abram and his wife. And the first thing he did is grab Lot. Lot wasn't on the same spiritual level of, as Abram was. Lot was still living in a idol worship environment. Then all these slaves and all these other, all these other people were living an ungodly life. All the slaves, all the servants, all the possessions, all these people that came along the journey were at a different spiritual level than Abram and Sarah. Are you dealing with and welcoming somebody into your exclusive God revelation that is not on the same spiritual level as you? Because y'all could be operating at a level of faith, and faith can make so much sense. Man, faith is a gift. And most people in the church don't walk by faith. They walk by fact, and they call fact faith. But y'all are living by faith, walking. How many of you all know if it had not been for the Lord navigating your life by faith, you would have quit a long time ago? How many in here know you shouldn't be where you're at in life right now? But your faith in God, come on, y'all. Woo, if you only knew some of our backgrounds and where God brought us, uh, God then pulled us up out of some ditches and up out of some difficult places and faith brought us, faith in God brought us this far. And everybody don't understand faith at that level. And that's what Abram made a mistake. He brought along a bunch of baggage. So what happens when you walk by faith and not by sight, it's going to be tested and a famine hit the land. As soon as they got out of Haran, their faith was tested, tested. So I won't go into the story, but Abram lied and said that his wife was his sister. I mean, that thing that just got so tough. Make a long story short. They eventually come up out of the famine or the testing of their faith. They hadn't received the promise, but they made it through the challenge. When God wants to separate you and do something special, he just ain't going to do it. He first going to find out where your heart is. That's, that's, that's where the early books of the Pentateuch, Exodus, and all those books talk about when God took the children of Israel through all those pathways. He said, I first want to see what's in your heart. Once you get a revelation from God, he just ain't going to give you what he revealed to you he's going to give you. He's not just going to give it to you or do it for you just because he said he was going to give it or do it. He first wants to see can he trust you. Can he trust you when it looks like things aren't going to happen? Can God trust you to keep on going when the road and the way gets difficult? Can God trust you to praise him when life don't make sense? Can God trust you to keep your focus when life is out of focus? And so that famine was a testing of his face, and he came out of it. Chapter 13, verse 1. And God had a reward for them for making it out of the famine. Abram went up out of Egypt. He and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. And because Lot was attached to him, verse number 5 says, And Lot also which went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. But it didn't say he was very rich. And so what happened was a fight broke out because they both had cattle. They were blessed with cattle. But Abram was very rich. But Lot had cattle because he was connected 
reason that Lot and his servant stayed with Abram is because they identified that favor was on his life. There are some people connected to you. They make you think that they love you and they care for you, but they don't really love you. But they're only with you for what they can get out of you because they see that favor is connected to you. How many of y'all in here know and believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that favor is attached to your so because Lot was associated with Abram and all the people was associated, a problem arose. And Lot's, Lot's herdsmen were mad at Abram's herdsmen because there wasn't enough fertile ground and graze and, and water for two different uh, uh, herds to graze. And so Lot's herdsmen start fighting against Abram's herdsmen. Then Lot got a foul attitude toward Abram. How can Lot have a foul attitude against Abram? Because if it had not been for Abram, ain't it something how quick people will forget the hand that fed them and, and blessed them and encouraged them? That's why you can't worry about who and what don't like you and trying to stab you. You better keep your focus on God because if God has favored you and anointed you, why are you going to let somebody that don't care nothing about you stop you anyhow? And Abraham said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brothers. Abram's still trying to do right and be right. Lot wasn't right. Some people can't do right to save their life. Watch verse 9. Listen to, that. Listen, listen to what Abram said. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. And then Abram says, Son, if thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. So Abram was still trying to make this thing right. Watch verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou commandest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from the other. So here is Lot trying to work Abraham. He's trying to say, man, that Abram is so dumb. He didn't gave me a choice. When you got a clear, good, a good heart and people got a heart of usury, they'll deal with you and they'll talk about you behind your back. And he was really saying, man, he's so dumb, man. Can't he see all this fertile ground, all this green grass and all this water in Sodom? Because Sodom and Gomorrah hadn't become the Sodom and Gomorrah that we all know about yet. It was a pleasant place. It was a rich place. And he, he chose what he could see. He chose the obvious. When God has anointed you to do something special with you, you're not going to see where God is going to take you. He told him in the beginning, he said, follow me, son, and I'll show you where you're going. If all oh, y'all don't hear me, if you were able to see where you were going, it would be too easy and you would take too much credit. But sometimes you got to go where you don't know you're going because when you get there, you'll be able to say, if it had not been for the Lord who led me along this way by Lot thought he had worked Abram because it looked like Lot had the upper hand. But watch what happens. He said, verse number one, 
And from thy father's house where? What does it say at the end? From thy father's house what? Unto a land that I will show you. Where was the land? I don't know. He said he was going what? Lot saw it. But Abram didn't. Chapter 13. It says Abram dwelled in the land of that was the land. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord. Now watch what happens in 14. Watch what happened in verse 14 when Lot separated himself. Right now I feel in my spirit that God is doing some separating of some people in your life. And it feels funny because there's people that's been with you a long time. But people that can't go to the next level with you. Y'all got some big hearts. I know that. I've been privileged to pass to you for however long. And one thing God allows me to see, he allows me to see your good heart. And sometimes a good heart will get a good person in good trouble. Some of y'all is, is attached to folks that's been sucking the life out of you, and then you take what's left over for yourself. It's time out for you taking what's left over for yourself. God wants you to use your best for you. And then if there's anything left, then I'm going to hook you up. No, God fixes it where your kindness is no longer taken advantage of. Chapter 13, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, lift up now thine eye. Lift up when? What caused now to happen? God said, Lot ain't with you. Now I can talk to you. I can't tell you with that baggage lay hanging around you. And I was waiting for you to deal with him anyway, but you wouldn't deal with him. So I fixed it where he had to go. And now that he's gone, listen at verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. Look northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy forever. Now, can we go to work now? Where he was at, he said, I'm going to bless you right where you were at. Because I know the enemy was telling you, you got the raw end of the deal. Because Lot took the land that was obviously blessed and fertile. And where you at right now in Canaan don't look like a whole lot of nothing. But I want you to know that your blessing and my prosperity in your life goes further beyond where you're at. Lift up your head, man, and look as far as you can to the north. Then turn. And look as far as you can to the south. Then turn. Look as far as you can to the west. Then turn. Look as far as you can to the west. That's the east. Now look to the west. And he says, I'm going to bless you as far as you can see. And then I'm going to bless you beyond what you can see. And he told Joshua when he renewed the covenant, every place where the soles of your feet shall land, I've given you that land. Because God said that you are the apple of my eye. I'm going to tell you all here tonight that God said you are the apple of his eye because when God promised it to Abraham, he put one word at the end of verse 15. What is that word? So on August the 8th, what God promised Abraham way back then is still in effect. Jump to your feet. Turn to the north. Turn back to the south. Turn to the west. Now turn to the east. God said everything and to infinity beyond, it belongs to you. Because he said to Abraham and I. Abraham and I. 
got to deal with the seed. Because seed is the descendant. So maybe you're at a season right now, God clearing the junk out of your life. Clearing the junky people out of your life. Clearing the junky environments out of your life. Clearing the junky distractions out of your life. Stop crying and let God clean the junk up. Ain't nobody worth missing out on what God wants to do with you. I don't care how much you love them. And again, I'm not talking about those relationships of intimacy and primarily the relationship of a husband and a wife and a wife and a husband. I'm talking about them Latin them kind of relationship, them kind of relationships that's junky. He said, Abraham and who? Let's work on this seed. Go to Galatians chapter 3. This is a critical analysis of Scripture. If you're going to have what God wants you to have, you got to begin to critically examine and analyze Scripture. You can't just read over it and just go on. Sometimes the Lord might have you for a week in one passage. Galatians 3 and 6. Even as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of, how many of y'all walk by faith and not by sight? So it says, know ye therefore that, what? That they which are of, the same are the of Abraham. And if you are a child of Abraham, you are his. Now go to verse 9. So then they which be of faith are what? With. So when God blessed Abraham, that included you. But he had to wait for you to show up on the earth. Keep your hand in Galatians. Genesis 13 and 1 tells us how faithful Abraham was blessed. 313 of Galatians. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He died and rose to get the curse of sin off of us. Then he also, point two, died and rose. Why? So that the blessings of Abraham might be upon our life. Then three, he died and rose so that God could fill us with the Holy Ghost so we would have wisdom on how to handle that well. A saint has to have the spirit of temperance to handle wealth. And temperance is one of the attributes of the fruit of the spirit which is self-control, all right? As a matter of fact, you better be up in here more when you get wealthy than you were praying for wealth because you don't pray for wealth, you pray for a relationship because relationship builds expectation. If you're not expecting God to be God, then you need to strengthen your relationship with him. It's okay to have expectation when the relationship is at a level where you can expect God to be God. Verse 26, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized or emerged into Christ have put on Christ. Therefore, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male or female. There are neither Republicans 
or Democrats. There are neither white folks or black folks. For ye, there are, there are neither men nor women. Watch this. For ye all are one in who? Christ Jesus. Watch verse 29. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Okay, no, 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 don't, 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 don't clap yet. Because God is speaking to us tonight just like he spoke to Abram. God said, I've called you, and it's time for you to hold your head up. And he said, and look around. Look to the north, south, to the east, and to the west. Time to start your turnaround. Just turn around right now. Change your mind tonight about your life. Because Lot's mind, Lot's mind wasn't at a level like Abram's. There's more to you than you giving yourself credit. You may not think much of yourself, but if God's been talking to you, God thinks an awful lot about you. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday school at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.